Hey there, welcome to Fit and Fired Up, the podcast that's all about fueling your passion for a healthy and vibrant life. I'm your host, Katie, and I'm thrilled to be your guide on this incredible journey. Whether you're a seasoned fitness guru or just trying to dip your toes into the world of wellness, this podcast is tailor-made to you. Here at Fit and Fired Up, we believe that knowledge is the key to unlocking your true potential, and that's exactly what we're serving up. Each week, we'll dive into the ever-evolving worlds of nutrition and fitness, from debunking popular myths to exploring the latest cutting-edge research. We've got you covered. It's time to separate fact from fiction so you can make informed decision on your health journey. But you know what? It's not just about the science. We're here to have fun, too. We'll spice things up with inspiring success stories, expert interviews, and plenty of laughter along the way. So grab your favorite protein shake, your comfiest workout gear, and get ready to get fit and fired up like never before. And if you feel like you got something out of this episode, make sure you hit the subscribe button and share it with your friends. Welcome back. Episode 16. We're going to be going over supplements, what you need to know and stay away from. I know there's so much uncertainty around supplements where to buy them, what kind, what brand, how to take them, when to take them, and in what combination. I want to give you simple guidelines that I like to follow and consider for my clients when I recommend certain supplements. The most important thing about supplements is quality. The FDA does not regulate the supplement industry, and many companies can get away with putting absurd things into their concoctions. They skimp on dosages and don't always put what they have on the label into their mixtures. Many times when you get a multivitamin or a blend of something, there isn't enough of each item within the serving size to make it effective. Quality matters when it comes to third-party testing, shelf life, refrigerating, rancidity, expiration, and added substances like heavy metals or extra fillers. When you're deciding on where to buy your supplements, avoid grocery stores, CVS, Walgreens, and even GNC or Vitamin Shop. Safe places to buy your supplements would be the company's website, Fullscript if you're under a practitioner, and some health food stores. Good quality supplements aren't cheap, and that's just the reality of supplement companies paying extra to make sure their supplements are high quality and tested by a third party, they source their raw materials from reputable and traceable sources, they produce their supplements in a certified and accredited facility, testing both the sourcing of their materials and the end product for quality and transparent labels. All of that costs a lot of money. And so these are the supplements that I like, and this is a relatively long list, and there are other, actually plenty of companies that can be added to this list, but these are the ones that I typically stick to or build into my rotation. Thorn, Poliquin Group, Metagenics, Pure Encapsulations, Integrative Therapeutics, Now Foods, Seeking Health, Protocols for Life Balance, Nordic Naturals, Clean Athletics, Douglas Labs, and Microbiome Labs. For protein powder companies, I like True Nutrition, Legion Athletics, Thorn, Metagenics, Garden of Life, Ancient Nutrition for Collagen Powder. And again, there's so many other brands that you can choose from that are also really great. It's just a matter of finding what flavors you like, what ingredients you like, and price point as well. 
And I just want to go over a really quick side note for a protein powder. If you want one that's purely protein and not doesn't have carbs or fat, go with isolate, not concentrate. Many non-whey protein powders will have some carbs and or fats in them, and that's normal. Whey is the best in terms of amino acid profile and bioavailability, so it's the most effective and the most absorbable. If you're sensitive to dairy or lactose intolerant, you can't do whey, but you can try goat's milk as this has a different protein, making it easier to digest for these types of digestive issues. A high quality protein will be more expensive, just like all the other types of supplements. Marketing can be tricky, so it's important to see what the ingredients are, especially how it's sweetened. Do your research first. Another important thing to note is that supplements are supplemental to your nutrition, hydration, sleep, stress, and activity. They aid and enhance your body's ability to function optimally. They improve organ function and efficiencies, but they are not a standalone solution. In the hierarchy of what you should be focusing on in your health and wellness journey, supplements are the least important among nutrient timing, especially if you're new to living a healthy lifestyle. I see far too many people relying on greens powders to help with their digestion without going further to change anything else. This doesn't work, and frankly, greens are a waste of money, but I'll go over that in a little bit too. The importance of taking supplements depend on what type of journey you're on. If you're dealing with gut or hormone issues, it'll be more important to get assistance with supplements compared to someone who doesn't deal with these symptoms because your body is working at a higher disadvantage, disadvantage, more deficiencies, less optimal functioning, and supplements specific to your symptoms need to be considered for a short period of time until the root cause of these symptoms are fixed. So general supplements I recommend, use for myself, and just generally like. Protein powder is definitely being one of them especially for people that struggle with getting enough protein in. It's just a really great way to just add, especially if you are super busy. This is just a great way to have a smoothie with some protein in there or just a protein shake with maybe some water or some form of milk or almond milk or something like that. It's just a great way to add something during your busy day. Creatine, this is really great if you're weight training, maybe you're a little bit more advanced in the weight training journey, maybe you want to gain a little bit more muscle, a little bit better performance. This is tried and true. This is a very safe supplement and it is widely used and widely researched. Vitamin D3, magnesium, and there are many different types of magnesium as well. They all have their own types of purpose. There are a couple of them that I like to recommend to clients and that I recommend for myself. Um, magnesium glycinate is one of the major ones. This one is really great for sleep and stress. So what I like to recommend is separating the dosages kind of throughout the day and having maybe a double dose or two capsules like 30 to 45 minutes before bed to help with sleep. It's really great for downregulating your central nervous system. The other one that I really like is threonate. So this one is really great for cognitive function. So focus and problem solving, 
those kinds of things. Another supplement I really like is cod liver oil. I used to be somebody that recommended just general fish oil, and now that's not necessarily bad, but cod liver oil just kind of checks off a little bit more of the boxes. It's a little bit better for anti-inflammatory. It does have the normal EPA and DHA for fish oil, but it does have actually additional things in there that are, uh, again, checking off multiple boxes. So I really like cod liver oil. You can get it in actual oil form, or you can do it in capsules. Essential amino acids. So the reason why I say essential amino acids and not BCAAs is because essential amino acids is the complete profile for muscle growth. You need to have all the essential amino acids in order for it to be effective. With branch chain amino acids, they don't have a complete profile. And so you're really missing out on the potential for muscle growth and recovery. Neurotropics and adaptogens. So this is really great too for cognitive function, focus, energy, calming your central nervous system, stress management, all those things. So I really like these types of things. Plus they're usually like safe. They're herbs, they're mushrooms, so really there's very minimal risk in taking them. CBD, I know this is slightly outside of the normal realm of supplements, but it's still a really great thing for pain, mood, energy, and sleep. Obviously there are different types of CBD. Some companies will test more so than other companies, and some companies will also add different things to their CBD. For example, the adaptogens and neurotropics. So I think CBD is really great. I personally use a CBD lotion or cream. Anytime I have a, an injury, like a soft tissue injury, maybe I pulled something, maybe I just have a little bit extra soreness, or maybe I just sleep wrong and my, my neck hurts and it's super tight, I'll just rub that cream on that specific area and it almost works as like a icy hot. It feels really good. It it starts to kind of um, cool down the area, but it's a really great pain reliever. Electrolytes is the last one. So I encourage a lot of people to actually add salt into their diet. And I know this is kind of controversial <laughs> because for a long time we've been told that sodium is like awful for us and <laughs> it you know makes us unhealthy, causes heart disease, all these kinds of things. But in reality, sodium is absolutely necessary for actually the strength of our heart because it is directly related to muscular contraction. And our heart is a muscle. And so when we have enough sodium and potassium, we're really able to get a much stronger heart. We're also able to make sure that our muscles, right? Like our biceps, triceps, quads, right? All of those other muscles, are also able to contract. So it improves our performance and improves our recovery. It also makes sure that we are hydrated. Water is not the only thing that classifies or dictates our hydration. Sodium and potassium are absolutely crucial for that. So while some people might be drinking 90 plus ounces of water, which is great, they could still be diluting their sodium and potassium stores, which could still indicate dehydration. So we wanna make sure that with more water being 
um, drank, we also wanna make sure that we're including more sodium and potassium into the diet or as a supplement. So Redmond Relight is one that I really like right now. The doses are awesome. It's a very clean company. They also do Redmond Real Salt, which is also a very high quality salt that you can put onto your food and it is highly tested. It's very safe. Celtic Sea Salt is another one that you can put into your food that's also very well tested, safely mined all that good stuff. So both of those things are really great to add to your just like daily food intake, but having an electrolyte for say the morning time or even before a workout is really, really beneficial and I highly recommend it to a lot of people. So supplements that are a waste of money, (laughs) this one also might be a little controversial, pre-workout. So pre-workouts, There's so, so many different kinds. Supplement companies have just like bombarded the diet industry with so many different kinds. Some of them have a ridiculous amount of caffeine in them as well, like kind of scary amounts, like 300 milligrams. That's crazy. That's two times more than what your daily intake should be. So When you're looking at a pre-workout, you're looking at nitric oxide, you're looking at potentially some creatine, beta alanine, caffeine, maybe a couple other amino acids. So you could always concoct your own. There are also really great companies that make sure they're not doing a bunch of blends and make sure that the dose that is actually put into the pre-workout is safe and still effective. More caffeine and more beta alanine, more nitric oxide, like more is not always better. Sometimes there's this point of diminishing returns and we just need to make sure we're not overdoing it because in many cases, people are already too very, very, very stressed in their normal lives. And then they increase their caffeine usage and increase their workout you know, either effort or volume, and it just kind of compounds over time. And we see this point where some people plateau because their body is just too stressed. It's on too much stimulation, not enough time to rest. Maybe they're also consuming, and I'm, I'm totally guilty of this too. This is from personal experience as well. I used to do a bang energy or whatever the other like equivalent company was, I forget, There was like, oh, rain, maybe? There was one that came out around the same time. And I used to do one of those and a Starbucks cold brew every day. So I would do a a rain or bang energy drink before a workout. And then I would also do a cold brew coffee in the morning. That's like an absurd amount of caffeine. And that kind of messed with my gut a little bit. It messed with my like jitteriness it kind of gave me some heart palpitations. It was just too much caffeine. And because caffeine stays in your system, so the shelf life or the the time it spends just still circulating is like eight to 10 hours, it can also affect your sleep. So it's important to make sure, again, you're not having too much caffeine. You're drinking it at an appropriate time, hours and hours and hours before bedtime. And again, this is why I also think it's a waste of money because you can get caffeine from other sources. You can get 
good quality separate ingredients to concoct your own pre-workout by determining which specific ingredients you want to put in it and want to benefit from. Because each individual ingredient it is still good, it's still productive, but when you have it in a pre-workout that has a bunch of blends and they don't actually give you the specific dose because it's mixed in with a whole all this other bunch of crap, you don't actually know how much you're intaking. So it's always important to just like do it on your own. All right, greens powder. Again, this is similar to pre-workout. A lot of companies just don't regulate what is actually put in it. And honestly, a lot of the times because greens powder just has a really weird marketing tactic, like it's given to the populations that deal with gut issues, right? Your gut can't just be magically healed with a greens powder because most of the time there are inflammatory ingredients within the greens powder. There's not enough fiber anyway to help make you have a bowel movement and it's unregulated. So when you're dealing with gut issues, there needs to be a lot more specificity to your supplements that you're taking with a high priority on whole foods. If you're having a difficult time with eating enough whole foods, right, veggies and fruits, which is what, you know, these greens powder, powders, you know, try to sell you on, then you need to find help, right? You need to ask somebody. You need to find the tactics to get you to eat more whole foods because it's not as difficult as you might think it is. And it's also just a healthy way of eating. Again, we should not be adding in supplements in place of our nutrition practices. Nutrition, whole foods, good balanced eating should always come first in any scenario of considering supplements. All right, so branched chain amino acids. Again, this is a small list of amino acids. This is not the complete list, so it's not as effective as having essential amino acids. We need the full list in order for it to be something that is worth our money. Multivitamins. This is another one that I've kind of come to the realization that is a waste of money. Oh, way, way back when I first started coaching, I thought this was actually a really great option for a lot of people. But what I've come to recognize is a lot of this, the ingredients, each individual vitamin and mineral, there just isn't enough to it. There's not enough dose to actually make it effective. So for example, when you're taking vitamin D and you're only taking a thousand IUs, which most multi- multivitamins do have, like it has a thousand IUs, say if you go get your labs done, you're somebody that really doesn't go outside much, you have a a lot of gut issues, maybe some hormone issues as well, maybe even some mental health struggles, your vitamin D comes back under 50, a thousand IUs of vitamin D is not going to make a substantial difference. It's hardly going to make any difference at all. It's just not enough to improve on that deficiency. A lot of the times that's the case for many of the other vitamins and minerals within a multivitamin. So what I recommend to people is individual ingredients. 
So concerning your deficiencies, after you get tested, you can maybe see that you have some vitamin B deficiencies. So you take a B complex, making sure that the doses within the complex is appropriate and effective. If you have a magnesium deficiency, making sure you're taking the appropriate amount for magnesium and the appropriate type. A lot of the times multivitamins, if they have a magnesium, there's like three to four different types within one. Focusing on one particular type of magnesium is more effective rather than having like a huge list of like a a blend for a, a mag. All right, general probiotic. So this has also been something that I've started to recognize and have kind of swayed away from. I used to suggest a general probiotic, right? Because it's like, well, if you have gut issues, like any probiotic is going to be effective because you probably don't have enough good gut bugs to begin with. But unfortunately, that couldn't be further from the truth because a lot of people have very specific overgrowths or infections in their gut, and that does dictate which probiotic you should be using. So for example, if you have signs of yeast or candida overgrowth, you want to take Saccharomyces boulardii because it's a yeast-resistant probiotic. So we want to make sure that we're very intentional on probiotics as well because a lot of the times, in many cases of different brands, the live organism is dead. It's no longer living. And so you're basically just ingesting a dead organism that just going to get removed when you go to the bathroom. So that's also important because we want to obviously not waste our money, but we want to just be more intentional. We want to look at the brand. We want to look at the quality of the probiotic. And we don't just want to take, you know, some uh, health programs, probiotic that they swear will heal your gut problems and just a bunch of different probiotics that are, you know, say 10 billion or 50 billion uh, units or organisms, but that doesn't really mean much if it's not the probiotic that you specifically need. All right, supplements with lots of blends. So we see this a lot, like I said, with the pre-workouts. We see it a lot in greens powders, uh, green and red powders, right? We see a lot of also influencers like toting on this, right? It's like, you know, greens powders is the best thing ever, and it's going to help you with your bloating. It's going to make you feel better. It's like, why not just like eat more greens and eat more veggies and fruits? That would probably also help with your bloating. And if you are dealing with bloating, it's probably more complex than just having a greens powder. It just fires me up because it literally makes no sense. Gummies for any type of supplement. So if you're taking a gummy for a multivitamin, probiotic, digestive aid, gummies are usually added with a lot of fillers because they have to, to actually make it taste good and to also make it a collagen or something that is in gummy form, you have to add more stuff to it, right? So a lot of the times there's added sugars to it or just added ingredients that are really not necessary and you wouldn't have to worry about them if you had just taken like a normal supplement. So if you are dealing with gut issues, gummies are not the way to go because again, the fillers can actually make your symptoms worse. All right, so 
specific reasons, I recommend specific supplements. And these are always in conjunction with lifestyle habits, nutrition, hydration, stress management, all the things. So specific overgrowths, so candida, H. pylori, parasites, heavy metals, mold, and SIBO, signs of low stomach acid, dehydration, and detox support. So again, those are all very specific on the person, on their symptoms, on their lab work. Something I also want to touch on is that many medications actually deplete our vitamin and mineral stores and lower our stomach acid. So supplementing with these are important because they're naturally not going to be increased with food changes. Although, of course, changing your nutrition helps still, but we can't discount that. So here are some examples of medications and what they actually deplete. So you're going to be surprised about how many medications are actually on this list and how many things they actually deplete. So thyroid medications, Synthroid and Levothyroxine depletes calcium, iron, folate, magnesium, and zinc. NSAIDs, so aspirin and ibuprofen, depletes vitamin C, folate, iron, glutathione, vitamin K, zinc, chromium, and selenium. Anxiety medications, Ativan, Xanax, Valium, depletes CoQ10, vitamin B6 and 12, sodium, magnesium, and zinc. Ozempic and semaglutide depletes vitamin B12, vitamin D, omegas, magnesium, and CoQ10. Antihistamines, so like Benadryl, Zyrtec, and Allegra depletes CoQ10, folate, magnesium, potassium, and selenium. Antacids and PPIs, so like Pepsid, Zantac, and Prilosac deplete calcium, chromium, folate, iron, vitamin B12, vitamin D, zinc, and magnesium birth control, all birth control and IUDs deplete folate, calcium, magnesium, vitamin B2, B3, B6, B12, vitamin C, tyrosine, and zinc. Antibiotics, so amoxicillin, penicillin, erythromycin, deplete beneficial bacteria, biotin, inositol, vitamin K, vitamin B1, B2, B3, B6, B12, Antidepressants, so Prozac and Sertaline, deplete CoQ10, vitamin B2, B6, B12, vitamin C, magnesium, and melatonin. Blood pressure medications, deplete calcium, magnesium, CoQ10, potassium, sodium, vitamin B1, B6, vitamin C, and zinc. And cholesterol medications, deplete CoQ10, vitamin A, calcium folate, iron, vitamin B12, vitamin D, vitamin A, vitamin C, and zinc. <sighs> Crazy, right? See how easy it is to rack up all those depletions? And on top of that, if you've been dieting on and off or eating minimally ca minimal calories, then you're severely depleted and major key nutrients are, are in charge of hundreds of functions of our body. When you're sick, you go on meds from your doctor, but your doctor likely doesn't tell you how certain medications change the amount of nutrients in your body. So you don't go on any vitamins or minerals making you feel worse or maybe inhibit the change or progress. Now picture being on SSRIs for your depression or anxiety and you're on birth control and you've been trying to lose weight. So you've done intermittent fasting, Weight Watchers and low carb on and off for years but nothing has worked. So can you see how 
how depleted you could be and how this could be the thing affecting your body feeling safe enough to lose weight, how it can affect your hormones and even organ function. Supplements in some cases need to be part of the health solution, but it's important to know the right doses, combinations, ingredients, and frequency, and to not just take any supplement your friend or doctor recommends. A really great resource that I like to go back to is actually Examine, E-X-A-M-I-N-E.com. It takes research papers and applies it to all of that information aside from recommending certain brands. So you really get to see how each supplement or vitamin or mineral or amino acid has done within the research and what kind of dose you can do depending on what kind of scenario you're in and see if it's actually worth it for you or not. Working with a professional who understands supplement is also highly recommended so you're not doing more harm or wasting money. As always, if you have questions, just message me on social media. My Instagram username is K-A-I-T-I-E. R-O-U-X, all one word, or you can email me at K-A-I-T-I-E-R-O-U-X at gmail.com. And I am always happy to answer questions about supplements. It is a very windy road when you're dealing with supplements, and there's just way too much out there that is contradictory or shady in terms of marketing. And companies that just don't have your best interest at heart and will sell you on really, really shitty ingredients that can really exacerbate any sort of issues you're having or start any issues that maybe you weren't dealing with before. So it's good to know what good supplements, what good companies you can really look out for, what are going to be the most beneficial for you as an individual, and maybe generally speaking, if you want to just optimize your health because you're already kind of at that point where you don't have symptoms, your hormones, your gut all are all in a good place and you just want to optimize all the things. So hopefully this was helpful. And again, let me know if you have any questions. Take care. So that concludes this episode. Thank you so much for listening, supporting this podcast and me. If you found this to be helpful and you know someone else who would benefit from this information, please share it with them or on your social media. And if you have a second, please hit follow and give this a five-star rating so I can reach more people who need to hear this. Until next time, stay fired up about your health and fitness, and I'll see you in one week for our next episode.